0: hi everybody we are back from quite the hiatus uh and i'm going to attempt to learn how to do this again so without further ado uh this is the first episode with uh, a good friend of mine from a lovely new title agency and uh two, from two rivers title and we are going to kick it off right now Okay, welcome, welcome. Once again, bear with us, because I haven't done this in at least two and a half years. And uh, Right? Two years? Two and a half? How long have we been in the pandemic? Two years. Really long time. Really long time. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's too long. I'm here with a dear friend, uh, Randy Tannenbaum. Did I get it? You did? You get it? Yeah. Nailed um, it. Who has just moved over to Two Rivers title. I did. About uh, three weeks ago. Now.
1: Yeah. I know. Love it's it, love, love it. It's great.
0: And she works with her sister, Tracy Seiler. Seiler. Mm -hmm. Okay, so funny, funny story about Tracy. My OBGYN is Tracy Scheller. Yes. When we found out we were Mm surprised pregnant, I was like a hot mess express. Mm -hmm. Texted what I thought was my doctor, Tracy Scheller, Mm -hmm. and said, I'm pregnant, now what? And Uh get a call from your sister. Uh By the way, I was there.
1: No way! I was there, and I was like... I definitely shouldn't know this. She goes, I definitely shouldn't freaking know
0: this. And I was like, now what do we do? <laughs> <laughs> I was no lie. Looking back on it, I think I was like four hours pregnant. Like per- everyone else gets that like time period where right, you waiting, wait like and twelve weeks. Yeah. don't Tell anybody? No, no. I found out I was pregnant the second I was pregnant. So I was like, literally had the full like nine and a half, ten months or whatever. Uh-huh. And the first person that knew was your sister and apparently you. Yeah. So. I was like, um, we should, I don't know what we do now, because we're definitely not supposed to know. I had to call Patrick and I was like, yeah, so I, I screwed up. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, um, <laughs> I may have accidentally have not texted my- our doctor. I <laughs> may have told my title. By the way, I used to go to that same group. Yes. 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 And then you brunched out. When they brunched off, you brunched off, right? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. They're the best. Yeah. She had a, 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 So during the pandemic, Tracy stopped delivering babies, so I ended up going to a totally other group. That's not cool. No, it was it was a lot. Oh, but anyway, we're not here to talk mm, about babies. We're not. Um Working t- Moms though, it happens. Yes. Love that angle. Yes, actually. Let's explore that. Yeah, you have two kids. <laughs> I have two kids. Yeah.
1: And uh figuring it all out, especially yeah. now that I'm single. Yeah. So working mom, full time, two kids, new company. Yeah. But you know, I don't know. I think moms can do anything.
0: Yep. I have to agree. I have to agree. Once I get past the sleep regression, I, I feel like I could... my brain Right, but breaks. it never ends. Right. So it's like when they sleep, then you stop sleeping because you're wondering why they're sleeping. Yeah. You know? So I've been waking her... We're not doing this. We're not doing this in the park. Yet. Um, anyway, moving on. Moving, moving on. Moving on. <laughs> so obviously... Yeah, so this has been... I mean, I haven't... I think my last podcast episode was before we went into lockdown. Wow. Or, or during that first time. So forgive me if I'm, like, rusty. But basically, the way we do this is we just talk about, like, kind of what is going on in the industry and whatnot. And right. obviously, we have a ton to talk about in our industry Tons. right now. So from your perspective, from the title agency perspective... Yeah. What, like, what are you seeing? I know it's, like, a general question, but, like...
1: Yeah, so, you know, it's funny. I think back during the pandemic, right? Because that's kind of where the business... Went completely awry. You know, I think for a minute everybody thought it was gonna be like 08, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it wasn't. Yep. And the rates just plummeted, and people were running from their apartments and running from the city. And because I do business, you know, throughout the state, but I live in the suburbs and I live down in Monmouth County, the amount of inventory and the amount of homes being sold um, was really something I've never experienced before. From a high perspective, it was high inventory. Tons. Yeah. You know, I don't... Even, yeah. I mean, it was definitely high inventory. Um, initially. Also, initially. And then it was just a tremendous amount of buyers fighting for one house. Yeah. Um, people were waiving inspections. People were waiving appraisals. People were doing, you know, possibly offering, you know, firstborns. Yeah. Like, doing anything to get into these homes. I mean, the lines out the door. Yeah. Looking and waiting to get in. Some people not even going into these homes. Having the agents look at these homes and they'll be like, I'll take it. Which is crazy to me. You know, from the title perspective, I think we had to adapt a lot because we were doing the closings and nobody was supposed to be in person and everybody had to be masked. Oh, that's right, interesting. Yeah, so we had to, at that time, I was at a different title company um, and we went completely virtual.
0: So can you sign closing docs virtually in New Jersey?
1: I thought you So could- you can sign a whole bunch of them, but everything was done on video, right? Uh, so it was being witnessed by a notary. Yep. They received their package. Um, and I do believe the things that had to be notarized were sent back. Okay. And then we notarized them. Yeah. But because it was witnessed
0: on, on Zoom, video. Yeah.
1: on video... Um, some of the lenders were approved to do virtual, some weren't, which created a shift in mortgage companies too, because Mm -hmm. people wanted virtual closings. Yeah. We were doing closings in, uh, you know, parking lots of McDonald's outside and trunks. Yeah. We had a little makeshift tent in the back of the office. Um, we had probably at that point, like 20 plus closers busy all day, every day closing, after closing, after closing. I mean, I loved it. Yeah. I mean, it was amazing, but of course something like that does not last. Right. And I think now we're seeing, we're seeing of course a shift, the rates are higher mm. and things are normalizing. Yeah. People are doing open houses again. People are doing broker opens again. Right. Um, people are, you know, putting bids on houses that are normal and not completely abnormal did you
0: see that I think NewJersey.com covered it was a, um, a house in Montclair okay and it was like $9.99, 999 and the person they had 42 bids I think they said mm. it went like someone had gone like it ended up going like something ridiculous, like 500K over asking Jeez. Price. And like, for, for our purposes, we're just like, I, I get it that like, there's no inventory and you need a house. Like, I I get it. But like, how are you, I don't know. Like, I just, like, I feel like live in that house now forever. I feel like. Oh yeah. No, you're,
1: you are, you are stuck because yeah. you are never going to make your money back.
0: Yeah. Ever. I just can't see it.
1: Like, but also I feel like some agents would tell their clients, some good agents would tell their clients, this is not worth it. Right.
0: Yeah, we certainly did. You have to. Yeah, it was, it, it just got too crazy. And we, we had, it was really interesting. Right when we went into lockdown, we lost all of our transactions. I think we had like a bunch of contract. We ended up losing them in contract or like they were delaying. Yeah. And we got them all back into contract within like three months. And that's when I was like, this market is so resilient that it's not like, yeah, people are leaving the city in droves, but like they're all going to be back at some point. And now we're I seeing I feel like them. they are. Yeah. Right.
1: I feel like people realize that either they want another home they want a smaller apartment, but they still want to go back to where they, you know, live yeah. from.
0: Yeah, and we're seeing it like a lot. And I'm interested to get your take on it from a title and pricing perspective. But like we're seeing a lot of like people are not compromising now. They want outdoor space. Mm-hmm. Um, if they if there is no outdoor space, they want massive amounts of square footage. Yeah, um, we're seeing in the Hoboken market like if it doesn't have parking and you're over a million, no one wants it. So I I think that that's an interesting trend that's going to be here to stay. Like people have no problem coming back to the city, but but they're not compromising. Right. And they want what they want. You know, it's different for a title, right?
1: So we basically just insure the property and make sure nothing's wrong with it. Um, but because our interactions are daily with agents and with mortgage people, you know, mortgage brokers, um, and real estate attorneys, I feel like we're so well-versed on the market because that's what we do, especially for Tracy and I, right? Like, we're not, um, yes, we're title agents and we are in sales, but we don't just sit around and wait for deals to show up. You know, we're relationship builders, just like you guys are. Yeah. You know, and I think that that's really the only way to survive in this
0: business, period. Yeah. Well, I think it's also like people don't realize that they can choose their title agency and they don't. I had a client that was actually very adamant about doing so. And I was like, what would be the difference here? And the the difference in pricing was nothing. It's not like a mortgage where it's regulated. Yeah.
1: You know, it's regulated. It really is like my fees should be almost identical to somebody else's fees. So during that experiment, it came within a couple dollars. It was crazy. It should be. It should be. And I think it's important because I don't, most people don't understand the importance of title insurance. Mm. Most people don't understand the importance of it at the time of the transaction. Right. They're just like, okay, I need title insurance. But they don't realize that we're the ones who are holding the money, right. who prepare your closing docs, who yeah. make sure your deal gets funded. Um, and if you're working with somebody who, you know, at five o'clock on a Friday and then they're, you know, their phones are off right. and you have to close at 5.30, if something happens and you don't have a relationship
0: yeah. Good luck. Right, right.
1: You don't want to be in that position. Yeah. Yeah. Ever a, it
0: really is interesting. It's such a part of the transaction that I think buyers don't focus on. Um, and you guys are very agent focused and, and attorney focused yeah. because we are the ones referring you because who the hell is just Right, but
1: also oh. you have to be the ones to educate them, right? Because right. by the time the transaction comes to me, the deal's already happening. Yeah. I don't I wish I had an opportunity to meet a buyer while they were house hunting
0: Correct. Right. to
1: inform them and educate them and explain to them why it's so important. But that's why I have to educate
0: my agents. Right. So this may be a stupid question. and something I should know as a broker, but can you opt out of title insurance? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. I was going to say, no, <laughs> the way no, you were no, saying no. it, I was like, wait a minute, this is an option?
1: No, it's not an option. It's an option to choose your title company okay. as a consumer, um, but consumers don't know that. Right. That's why we educate the agents right, right, right. and the real estate attorneys. You know, a very long time ago, the attorneys were the ones in charge of title insurance. Right. Now, the agents tell their attorneys who to use. Yeah. They're in control. You're in control of the entire transaction. Yeah. You should be telling them what mortgage companies use. You should be telling them what to use. You should be telling them what title companies use. Now, yes, you can't tell them. Right. You make suggestions and hope. they listen
0: well you know our following is yes definitely a lot of industry personnel but that's an interesting point so like i think a lot of um i have it's pretty much split down the middle i Mm -hmm. have 50 50 right i have 50 percent of people that are like please give us your professionals that you think you're going to work well with and they don't even question the integrity of doing so, right? Of course. And then you have 50% that are like, no, if you recommend them, then you're in bed with them and all this other stuff, whereas like, wow. I, I'm a broker, I don't take a dollar from anybody. I mean, you'll take me out to a nice dinner, don't get me wrong, but like, I'm we ready. have tacos on the way. Right, <laughs> the tacos are coming. The tacos are in route, yeah. but it's, it's never a it's like I'm not being, paid, my office isn't being paid for, I don't, I don't take money like that from people. So sure, I huh. think it's, a, it's an interesting thing to like, when you are suggesting, professionals to work with i think people's initial like even the people that do trust you i think their initial is like oh why why is she why? suggesting them right. you know who's getting what out of this and, and i think it's such a misconception you know it's, we have but some...
1: it's but it's so funny because it's not a misconception right. because there are some people in this industry who don't do things the right way right um and unfortunately that's just the understatement of the year yes <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. And I've never done business like that. Yeah. I've never done business. I will never do business like that. Yeah. My relationships are organic and they're through good service and they're through good, you know, yeah. all of the things that should matter. Right. Not, you know, I don't need to feed the beast financially. Right, right, right. You know, yeah. because one day, probably very soon now that the business has slowed, things are going to be questioned. Yeah and i never want to put my license in jeopardy right. or your license in jeopardy um it's just really not worth it but i understand why people would feel that way yeah, yeah. it makes sense yeah but really they should listen to their agent yeah. because then when the you know shit hits the fan yeah you what are you supposed to say to them
0: like i told you to use my people yeah yeah i mean we've gotten into situations where it's like well we give three options for every professional. Of course. Um, And that's, you know, they're all vetted and they're all, obviously you and Tracy are on them. Yeah. But we give three options because just in case, you know, something goes south, you know, everybody sues everybody. Now I feel like this this country has become like so litigious with everything. It's insane. And you want to make sure that people are, are comfortable with that situation. I mean, of the course. same thing is like my you know my husband is an attorney he does right? the closings and I have a lot of we I do a lot of work for friends mm-hmm. and family and they want to use him and I'm like you will sign a document that says that both of us are profiting from this sale or no one's moving forward. You because, have you have to yeah. protect yourselves.
1: You have yeah. even though you know it's the best case scenario. Yeah. Because like you can go home and yell at them and yeah. make sure it gets done. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. Right, right. We have to close tomorrow.
0: You know? I mean, he and I are also the type of people, we we talk to people out of deals constantly. Of course. Or like he'll come home and be just be like, listen, your client's about to buy like a terrible building. (laughs) You (laughs) You know know, because
1: Because I think the difference between a lot of, you know, real estate professionals is um, having a conscience or not.
0: Yeah, or being so short-sighted, like mm-hmm. being an all-commission business with real estate. I think you o- are only thinking about your next paycheck, or of that's what they train you to do, right? Right. It's all about transactions. Right. So many Just, transactions. Close, Just close it. it. Just close it. Just close it. Right? right. But then it's like, so if you work, like I, I very much work by referral. I pitch it to all my agents. Of and course, stuff, but like. It's fine. So I just had a baby. I was down for the count for two months. I had the best two months of my entire business. And that's because I have clients that care and still use the people I, I recommended to them and stuff like that. And it's, it, course. it's one of those things that like, it's such a nice way to work. So yeah. if you are working, cause you know,
1: you're trusted and respected right. and you know, nobody looked at you having a baby as like, Oh, well now I can't work with Lisa. Right. right, I,
0: right. But it's also like, if you have just that, growing a human, if you, you know, if you have a deal, Macro perspective, right? Where you want to be in this business for years and years and years. You you don't screw people over. I mean, it's just so basic. It's like that will come back to haunt you tenfold. You know, listen, I have to lay my head down at night and know that I did
1: the right thing every day. Yeah. In business and in personal. Yeah. Because karma is real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I always want to do right by my clients. I really do. You know, look, I think people can take opportunities like the pandemic and say, you know, if you give me the deals, I'll give you this. If you give yeah, me the yeah, deals, yeah. I'll give you this. And it's just like, that only lasts for so long. right? You know what I mean? And one day when you can't be doing business with them because you did that, yeah. I'll be getting the business because I did the right thing. right? And that's what
0: matters. Yeah, I agree, I agree. Yeah. Shifting to more of a fun topic, what, yes. is, what is one of the craziest deals you've ever done? What is one of the craziest deals I've ever done? But I know I'm putting you totally on the spot. That was not a.
1: Yeah, no. So- oh, our tacos are here, though. So that's exciting. That is exciting. Hello. Hi, <laughs> yes, yes. You, you just-, just, I
0: don't know. What to do with it. Totally yes. Fine. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'm trying to think.
1: You know, I don't know that it was like a deal specific, but I remember like the first deal we did during the pandemic. Yeah. Where it was pouring rain. <laughs> Everybody was like masked and gloved and like, you know, Lysoled and like basically in hazmat suits. Right. And we did the closing from the, there's a picture, the back oh, door. Thank you. So the back door of the office was opened. Mm. The notary was standing in the doorway. <laughs> okay. The clients were in their car, 50 feet away. Yeah. Sign the bottom left and you're just like, oh my God, there's no way, there's no way this is going to work. Like, how are we supposed to function like this? And then everybody kind of figured it out. But that first deal, yeah. because we were considered essential workers, right? Yeah, yeah. So the office never closed. All right. We continued working. The business was wild. But yeah, that first deal, I mean, it was, it wasn't just raining. It was monsooning. <laughs> and you're just like, of course, yep. of course. But that was probably the craziest experience
0: yeah. during the pandemic that really ever happened. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, we talk about essential workers as, you know, frankly, and I don't mean to insult you, but the people that matter, right? The people that. Yeah, like, no,
1: I don't matter. I trust me. Alive. I'm, friend, I'm no. not saving lives here. I said that all the time. Like,
0: I don't understand why we're essential. Like, I know people who are essential. and It's definitely not me. Well, I, so I, I, had this conversation with friends a couple of weeks ago and I was just like, you know, people really made a difference in all of this and I feel like we didn't. And they were like, you know, shame on you. Like that's, you helped people out of, let's say domestic abuse situations, right? Or, you know, they had to get divorced and they had to move on or somebody died and they had to sell the house because the money is what was paying for the care. 100%. You know what I mean? And it, you really, do, when you think about it that Speaking way, of being short-sighted, right? Yeah, exactly. And you think about it that way and it's like, wow, I can't believe it. But now I feel like there's going to be studies done. From like a psychological perspective. Like wow. all of us that did, we didn't drop, we didn't st- stop a minute. All of us Not had second. record years, right? In our insane, right now. Insane. But we were dealing business in arguably one of the most stressful times of our entire lives. And we had to navigate the fact of getting sick. We had to keep people safe. We had to keep the transactions going. I mean, going. I, had two, like, I had
1: two tiny kids.
0: Yeah. Who lost their entire routine. Yep. And
1: my phone... Never stopped ringing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And navigating that was—that's why I say like moms really can do anything. Like the fact that I survived a pandemic with two little kids and this booming business. Right. They should definitely do some sort of psychological evaluation (laughs) on me because I don't know that I'll ever be the same. Yeah. I remember, you know, working and then doing like, you know play-doh time and then you're like okay well it's only ten fifteen, yeah and you're like the freak am i supposed to do the rest of the day Yeah, and you just somehow figured it out and business kept moving and you just no look I, i'm not a realtor right so i wasn't on the road i wasn't looking at homes i wasn't i wish i were actually
0: yeah yeah
1: i wish i was able to leave my house but on the title side i
0: was just working from my house but it was it was the wildest well, I remember the first time oh we heard God. of a realtor getting sick and I, you know, we'll, we'll not go nameless. I'm, I'm pretty sure everybody had COVID at this point, but yeah, we I really... remember like, cause there was an open house that everybody attended. It was like this big, you know, very unique property that we were all like to see. We all attended the open house and we all wanted to lock down like what on a Wednesday, Thursday, right? Like and one by, by one, right? Yeah, <laughs> by Sunday it was like, this person has COVID oh, person, and everybody God. was like freaking out. Cause that's cause when nobody really of, knew. Or? Yeah. That was when they had people on the respirators. Oh my God. Houses, it's terrifying. Like, so it, but I, what I was, where I was going with that is like, I think that we're going to have so much psychological trauma in our industries because there was, we were expected to just, just keep performing, to just keep going. Oh my God.
1: hundred percent. We
0: obviously wanted to on some yeah. level. Um, and then you're dealing with keeping your family safe, keeping your, your employees safe, all that stuff. And it's, it's interesting because now it's like all subsided and there's a lot of industries that got a break. Right. So there's a lot of people that were like, not, not that it was a break, but like, They took a pause. They took a pause. Yeah. And I feel like our industries didn't take a pause. Teaching didn't take a pause. Like medical didn't take a pause. Uh -uh. So like you're seeing so many people. These these industries. Yeah. No, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah.
1: You know, I feel like now in a way we've taken a little pause Mm -hmm. with the way the market's going. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't even say it's a pause. I just would say the normalization of business is back. Right. The chaos of it is gone. Yeah. And that will help weed through the people who shouldn't have been realtors in the first place. Right. it's so true. You know, listen, anybody can get the real estate license, but not everybody can be a realtor. Right. You know, it's like... I'll throw that out on some marble. That's nice. Just saying. That's
0: nice. <laughs> well done. Right? Yeah.
1: On the spot. But it's true. <laughs> you know, it's like when you go to... Um, I won't name other shops, but when right. you go to a real estate shop and they also sell title insurance and they also have... Homeowner's insurance and they also have a mortgage company and they also have this. And it's just like, just be good at one thing. Yeah, right. Just be good at one thing exactly. and then be really, really good at that. Yeah. And I feel like, um, people just, it was easy to sell a house. Yeah. It was easy. It was like, oh my God, look yeah. at me now. Yeah. And now
0: they're all like, do you have leads? <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like, no, not you like, leads. That's one of the, uh, like, absolute red flags for me when we take on a new agent because we don't do a lot of new agents here and we have since during the pandemic because I actually like fell in love with growing a new agent I had one agent that came over again I'm not investing in somebody is different than it's very interesting so I I kind of like went through and um I'll give a shout out to our girl Nicole uh Santis she she put together Mm -hmm. a whole like training program and like now it's like it's a very fluid process for us to take on new agents that's amazing that's awesome it is but we vet them like crazy, and one of the biggest red flags for me is when they start a conversation off and they'd be like, well, where, how many leads do I get a week? And I'm just like, sweetheart, but there's, you don't, first of all- Go it, knock even, on some doors. Yes, and not only that, it's like, learn, you can teach someone, what's the thing? You can
1: bring a horse to water, but you can't make him drink?
0: No, it's something about fish. Fish? I mean, you can feed a fish, you can fish. Can somebody what's help there? her here? There's a fish. Are they gonna edit this part out? <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't do it, it's free form. <laughs> oh, shit. Give a man a fish, feed him for a day. Boom! Wait, no, say it again. Give a man a fish, feed him for a day. Teach him man to fish, feed him for life. Yes. yes. Give a man a fish, feed him for a day. Can't Teach we just a man go back to you know, life? you could bring a horse to water? No? Is that one better? Is that the same one? Is it the same <laughs> yeah it's the same thing. No, that you could bring a horse to water, you can't make them drink. Incorrect. Well, right. That not is, the same thing. You're going to teach them something. You can't make them do it. So I could teach them how to prospect, but that doesn't mean they're going to start knocking on doors. Right. It's different, different, but kind of. Cousins? It's on the same thing. They're cousins. Cousins mm-hmm. cousins. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but know. new agents
1: who are, you see oper- like you,
0: you can groom them. And then all of a sudden they're like this master agent. And you're like, I did that. Yep. I did honestly, that. Honestly, anybody that left a corporate environment and now wants to be an agent, nine times out of 10 becomes a great agent. You think like, so? I, I know so. Any, anyone we've taken on that has come from a corporate background. Okay. Hit the ground running, works a nine to five mm-hmm. in the initials because that's what they're groomed to do, yeah. right? And that's really what you have to do to become a new agent in this business. Yeah. And probably similar title. It's, you know. You know,
1: it, it's funny. I was having a conversation with somebody and um, like-minded people, like yeah. like-minded people, mm-hmm. right? And when you're a professional, if somebody doesn't have that same mentality as you, right. It's very hard to communicate. Yes. Right. You're saying from a buyer to agent perspective, I think just in a life in like a business woman perspective, got right? It. Like if there's somebody who comes in here from corporate America, like you just said, like, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to work hard, right? right? You know, that they are driven and have drive and want to be successful. Right. And you have somebody who comes in here who just got bored during the pandemic. Right. right. They're not like minded. Right. They're in my opinion, just looking for an easy buck right and it's like you're never you can train that person, but they're never going to be the same as that agent who comes from the corporate world, correct ever yes. Yeah. Yeah. Not and, and
0: I, I Honestly, self-proclaimed, right? Like I, I came from the corporate world. I started, I remember my mentor at the time, Nick rest his soul. We, I would come mm. in and sit of at 9am and not leave till five. And he's like, you realize you don't need to, to do that. And I was right?" Like, yes, like, I yes, do. I do. <laughs> I was like, Absolutely. That's what you need I know. to do. It's
1: so funny because like, you know, you're in the business long enough and you realize like, you know, it's okay to like, go get a manicure cause like
0: you're still working. Yes. But like that takes, Time and I still feel guilty doing it 100%. I still, like, I'll say to Nicole, I'll, I'll be like, I'm gonna step out for like a manicure. She's like, Why are you whispering? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, had, um, I don't know, I guess I can do this now. I know, like, like I had a lunch
1: yesterday. Now, the yeah. office was closed yesterday, so that's actually a bad example. But last week, I had a lunch and we went out, and I was out for a few hours yeah. and not a business lunch, and I was like doing deals and yep. making business happen, and it just didn't matter. But yet, there was still this part of me that was like, I should have probably been home, yeah.
0: sitting at my desk. Because yeah. I don't go into the office, right. you know? Right. But, well, but, well you, that's like you just touched on an interesting subject. We used to have tons of agents in the office. Yeah. And now, I mean, it's like, I mean, you brought tacos. We have. We did bring tacos. We, we lured people with tacos, and it still wasn't all virtual. You want market. to know why? No margaritas. Yeah. No, it's very true. Yeah. We, we forgot the marks. If there's something a realtor likes, it's a good Tequila. <laughs>
1: It's definitely tequila. It's tequila. It's definitely it's tequila. So true. But yeah, I think COVID changed a lot of businesses, and I think some for the better and some for the worse. I think that there's something to be said about being in an office and feeding off of people's energy. Yeah, it's and so I, true. And I, um, I love that, yeah. right? Like I love sitting down. I with need people. that. Yes, me yeah. too. That yeah. like-minded people. Yep, it's so true. We actually we ended like if you're sitting in this office, right? And somebody gets a listing and you're just like, damn, like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get a listing now. Yeah, yeah. And it like fuels you and it fires you. If he like send you an email from home, like he's got a listing, he's going to a
0: listing appointment. Like, great. But the totally different. So that's actually something I think anyone Volkers did very well. Mm-hmm. And that trickled down to the franchisees owners as well as Anglo Volkers had our CEO was you know, doing happy hours on virtually mm-hmm. so that we could all talk about business and yeah, speakers come on and had, what, are the, what were those things called? It were like, like eight o'clock, like it was like nighttime things after the kids go to bed like they just did such a beautiful job of keeping us together as a network uh-huh and then on top of that we kind of did that as well and Nicole and I were like this is it we absolutely have to do this like from a from a minor office perspective, so we never stopped. We had our virtual meetings every Tuesday. They're still virtual. That's great. Um, and then you know we did happy hours. We we did all this. We were, everybody you know had their own drinks or whatever, and, and we all got on the phone and like did something. It's important. Someone tried. I mean, but it's it's still not the same.
1: Nothing's thing. nothing is
0: better than being, especially in a sales
1: environment, right? Being fueled by somebody else's success. Yeah. To me, yeah. makes me want to be like, well, I want two listings. Yeah. You know, or like even on the title side, like I got a big deal the other day and then I saw an order come in for another salesperson. I was yeah. like, damn, theirs was better. Right. Yeah. And I was like, all right, all right. Yeah. You know, but it's harder for me because the transaction comes, you know, I have to wait. You know, it's not a. Yeah, yeah. As much as a consumer can choose their title company, they're not. It's just not the way the industry works. So I have to, you know, feed my beasts, which are, you know, my agents and my attorneys and my mortgage brokers for the business yeah and that's where i have to get my energy from because i can't sit down with a buyer and
0: be like well this is why you should use me right right so it's just a different sale you know what i think a lot of people don't realize and i'm realizing right now i don't how do you get paid like what is it a percentage so of the yeah
1: so you so title insurance premium is regulated on the price of the home okay and then all the fees go out to the county or the town and the underwriters and X, Y, and Z. And then we get a percentage of the premium. Got it.
0: Okay. Interesting. So. And does that change? like Quantity your- is yeah. very important on the title insurance. Side. But does that change on your back end as far as like, like I have some agents on one split that are rocking and rolling. I yeah, every agent, split.
1: every title agent gets paid differently. Interesting. Okay. Just how you would set up a new salesperson. And are you
0: commission based or are you split? Commission. Really?
1: Yeah. Straight commission. So the it's very similar thing. to our industry identical identical that's great quantity because you have to figure if you know if it's a five hundred thousand dollar house you get paid what would you get paid on a five hundred thousand dollar sale i mean five percent if we have both sides right yeah i get like a thousand dollars split that with tracing (laughs) like it's so small because it's not based on 500 grand it's based on the premium of the five hundred thousand dollars so what do you mean by that so if it's a $500,000 title insurance policy, the premium on that is, you know, figure, I don't know, let's just call it two grand for math purposes, right? right? Okay. Then you remove the fees for the underwriter right. and you're left with, let's say $1,500. Okay. That $1,500 then gets split two ways. I got you. And then and you
0: have split of that split? Yeah.
1: Okay. So, so it you is, really are quantity based. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. It is totally quantity based. We get paid the least out of anybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, in, and it, I it's, still love it. And arguably <laughs> you have one of the most. It's hard. Essential. It's the hardest sale too. Yeah. yeah. And it's the most essential part of the transaction. Yeah. I would argue that as well.
0: For yeah. sure. That's crazy. So where do you see the business going?
1: I think it will stay consistent. Yeah. I think that, um, the refis will come back.
0: Mm-hmm. I think I
1: said to you before, Um, The only thing higher than the mortgage rates right now are people's credit card rates. Yeah. So I think if you have a really good mortgage broker who really knows how to educate people. Yeah. And helping people consolidate their debt, which a lot of people did during COVID. Yeah. um, We'll start to see some of those refis come back. I think in a year, the rates will drop tremendously. You do think that? I do. I do. I've heard it from multiple people. Look, they can't stay this high in this type of environment, what we're going through in the country for long, in my opinion. Um, I think something's
0: going to have to give. So I feel like our parents were buying houses at 17% interest rates.
1: Right, but that's not the way it's been for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A long, long, long time.
0: Um,
1: but yeah, I think in about a year, like this time next year, mm. you know, listen, if I maybe put it out in the universe, yeah, <laughs> with all these people who now bought houses at over 4%, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like... I would love a little refi boom. You know, I do. I do think that it'll happen. Look, this business is cyclical, always has been. Yeah. We just went through a very high market. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a very
1: short, short period of time. Yeah. But no, I think it's normalizing. I think that um, in April, people went into a little bit of shock about the houses. Right. Uh, Not the houses, the rates. Now that people have accepted that this is what the rate is. Yep. Then they're still buying those houses. Just a different price point.
0: Yeah, it's great. Yeah, awesome. Any advice to any buyers or realtors or any any you, anything else you want to say? No, I would just say I would just say listen to your realtors and trust their team if you want your deal to close. I love that. Yeah, I love that. I second that. Yes, <laughs> obviously. All right, we got some tacos to eat. So thank yeah. you again, Randy Tannenbaum of Two Rivers Title. You want to give some contact information, like your email?
1: Oh, so it's r.tannenbaum at two And any phone number? Seven three two. 406-8298. I unfortunately answer my phone all the time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to see your smiling face for the that first time fun. in two
1: years and your first podcast back. Amen.
0: <laughs> Woohoo. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're Thanks welcome. everyone.